Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. You know, we, we get to the other side. It's midnight, it's cold, and it feels like a ghetto. Like every other building is abandoned. Uh, you know, n- nothing is open. There are no taxis. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, the hotel is a 10-minute walk. Let's just walk over. It's really dodgy and scary and there's some shady people but okay let's just walk over and and Nelson just walks with me mm-hmm. you know at, at, mm-hmm. at midnight and so we walk over to the hotel and guess what there is no hotel mm-hmm. like it's just not there it is on Google Maps but not in real life does God still work miracles today well we offer an answer to that question as Pastor Paul continues the story of Kirill and his family as they fled their home country of Ukraine by dark of night as the war with Russia broke out. This is Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. So glad you're with us on Life Support. And what we do here on this program is we tell stories, stories of real people who suffer, go through trauma, face difficult things in their lives, and they find more of Christ in that. And we're excited to tell these stories because we want to honor our Lord Jesus Christ. My friend Kirill is here, who is from Ukraine, and uh, we've been having uh, what is a really compelling conversation about Kirill and his family escaping Ukraine. Um, Kirill, last time we we talked about how you were uh, awakened by God early in the morning. Some things happened where you started to realize uh, things were not right. You needed to get out. You hit the road. Uh, You ran into some some scary stuff right at the beginning. Uh, You're stopping for gas all along the way. And now you've gotten to the point where even though men aren't supposed to leave because the law is there, um, you felt compelled by God to continue to go on, and so now you said you now you're in the real line. Mm-hmm. So does this mean now you're now you're facing you're going to face the people that can say yes or no mm-hmm. to you coming or going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know even even before we we face them, you know it's so we're in a real line, and just so everyone understands, you know w- there is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of cars. The line goes you know, for at, at least a mile, probably more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're moving at a speed of like three feet per hour sort of thing. Wow. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. eventually it took about 18, 20 hours uh, to, to, to get through. And uh, um, you're not just in a line, uh, like just sitting in the car, listening to music, not at all. Uh, you know, every hour, sometimes a few times per hour, uh, the sirens go off. And you have to abandon the car and just run to the shelter. And, you know, then if they stop, you come back. And, you know, after a few times, you know, the first time may be a little bit fun for the kids. But after a, you know, second time, they get so emotional. They just, you know, they just freak out. They they cry. And it, it's even though nothing really happens in that particular city, it is very challenging to kind of see your kids suffer that much and and be so afraid and 
all of that. And it's um, cold too, right? It's very cold, mm-hmm. and you haven't eaten, you haven't changed your clothes for, I think we, we, we didn't change our clothes for two days. Um, and uh, you, yeah, you, there. It, it's not a place that, that is kind of created to host, you know, that yeah, many people. Sure. So like yeah. there's, there's no conveniences and things like that. And, yeah. and you know, but that's all the easy stuff. You know, you, you look at, you know, I was like, okay, well, let's just walk to, to the border and, and see what it's like at specifically at the border. And you see all of these, you know, families, you know, the, 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 the husband just drops off his wife and kids and they walk through and, you know, the husband turns around or, you know, if they don't want, they, the family turns around and leaves no one none of the males are are let through and so you observe that and and you ask yourself okay what is my plan what am i going to say what am i going to do no one has been let out and you know um miraculously um my 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 wife and you know god works so much in my life through my wife um and mm-hmm. you know that's one of the things mm-hmm. that i've learned um early on my mar- in my marriage is that you know the the humility aspect of it uh, for us men to just kind of roll with it and 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 trust your yeah wife that's and, for sure and do what you they're want, right so. most of the time exactly in fact pretty much all the time i think yes mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's kind of amazing how much holy spirit works through them but it's true and you know so she gets this text from her uh friend who makes a suggestion she says well how about kirill uh, how about you guys split and you yana uh, stay with your daughter and and mom and uh, Kirill uh, takes Nelson and walks with him through the border. Uh, that way, you know, he, Kirill looks like he's the only person that can take care of Nelson. I mean, Nelson is three. They won't turn him around sort of thing. And the border guards aren't going to want to be a – they're not child care. They're border guards, right? So. Exactly. It's not mm-hmm. like they can take the baby right. and pass it on to someone else and turn you around. They, they can't do that. Um, and so that kind of seemed like a simple but a brilliant idea. And then I um, tell it to my brother, and he's like, yeah, you try that, and then I'm going to go after you with my <laughs> Yeah, you go kids. first. Yes. Yeah. Typical brother there. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's an older brother too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I, I ran it by another friend, um, who I met in line. There was my friend from Cherkasy. Um, he's actually part of Shepherd's Foundation. He runs Camp Maximum in Zol- Zolotonosha uh, next to Cherkasy. And the night before that, he brought his wife and kids and, and, and parents. And now he was waiting. He was back in line waiting to just give the car over to them. And then he would go back. And I tell him, well, this is what I'm thinking. It's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Actually, mm. you, you should mm-hmm. try it. And so I, I was encouraged. And n- now it was day and I thought, well, I, I shouldn't do it during the day. You know, it, it, it's better if, if you go for something like that, you better do it at night when it's not as visible and, and things like that. So, you know, it, that was like 1 p.m. And so we, we waited till um, uh, 11 p.m., you know, so 
you know, the whole day, leave the car, run yeah. to the shelter, sirens, you know, crying, you know, all that sort of thing and stress. You, you don't know what's going to happen. What if, what if, what if, you know, all of these thoughts. But, you know, just just reinforce the faith and, you know, God's word and scripture. And I remind myself of, you know, his promises and the word of God uh, from from the Bible and, you know, all of the miracles that he's done for me in my life before that. And so that kind of keeps me in in a good shape. And so finally, it's um, uh, it's about 11 p.m., dark, cold. Uh, I figure, well, Yana is probably an hour away at the pace we're moving, maybe two hours uh, from crossing the border. So, you know, I, I should go now and, you know, I'll just wait for her on the other side if, if I'm uh, if I'm able sure. to make it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I walk over to the border and um, uh, there's only women and kids. There's no males uh, uh, there. And here I am. And, you know, the first guard that sees me, he's like, what are you doing here? Go back. Doesn't even care. I have a three-year-old three in mm -hmm. my hands. Mm -hmm. Doesn't care at all. And I'm just starting telling him that, look, I'm, I, I need to evacuate him. You know, I, uh, he's an American citizen. Nelson was born in U.S. Um, mm -hmm. and, but he doesn't care. He's like, give me a passport. Let me take a look. And so he takes my passport, Ukrainian, re regular Ukrainian passport. He goes somewhere, comes back, says, no, go, go back. Like, no, 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 wait a second. Can I wait over here? Um, I need to talk to someone else. I look, you know, I, I need to get him out. Like, there's no one for him to be. So I, I'm just start starting, you know, tell him that, look, we, we can't be here. I need to get him out sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, he he doesn't buy it. Uh, so I'm like, I need to talk to someone else. So he sends this another lady to me. And, you know, I talk to her and she doesn't really care, but she goes somewhere, she comes back and tells me no. I tell her, well, go talk to your supervisor. She goes talk to her supervisor. So, you know, 15 minutes later, she's back. She's like, he said no. I'm like, well, let me talk to him. You know, let me explain my situation. So he comes here. He listens to me. He goes somewhere. <laughs> da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. So about an hour later, um, you know, he, they just finally give up. You wore him down. Yes, yeah. I suppose. And mm -hmm. he's like, okay, fine, go. And he gave my passport to the actual officer who does the stamping. And, you know, we're I'm holding Nelson and we're waiting. It takes about three minutes. It was some of the longest minutes in mm -hmm. my life uh, because I'm like, well, what if they change yeah. their mind or what if someone says something? And, you know, and we just go through. And, you know, N Nelson... He's a three-year-old. It yeah. is cold. Yeah. It is midnight. Uh, he's been stressed out all day. But I believe that God just gave him the, the angel of calmness. He's been like we were there for about an hour. He, he wasn't crying. He wasn't naughty. You know, nothing like that. He was, you know, just like a perfect child mm -hmm. and it, it, that was you know there's these little miracles yeah. within the big miracles sort yeah. of you know that you kind of might may neglect sort of but i don't want to neglect that you know i i believe that god reveals himself and his goodness through real small details in in our life and not just the big you know right. flashy sure. things yeah and so you know that that 
too uh, played a key role in it and you know so i i get through and i can't believe that i i made it through you know and so but here I, you are now in the middle of the night right yes. and you'd never been there before and and now what happens <clears throat> it's now what happens is really fun because i thought well, all I need to do is, is to get through to the other side. I found on Google Maps there was this uh, little hotel, and I figured, well, it, it's probably packed. There are no rooms, but all I need is I, I'll just stand in the lobby. You know, mm -hmm. All I need is to be in a warm place. It's just going to take an hour for Yana to go through the customs, and we're all good. Well, not quite so. You know, we, we get to the other side, it's midnight, it's cold, and it feels like ghetto. Like every other building is abandoned, uh, you know, n nothing is open, there are no taxis. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, the hotel is a 10-minute walk, let's just walk over. It's really dodgy and scary, and there's some shady people, but okay, let's just walk over. and. And Nelson just walks with me, mm -hmm. you know, at, 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 mm -hmm. at midnight. And so we walk over to the hotel, and guess what? There is no hotel. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not there. It is on Google Maps, but not in real life. So right. I don't know what to do. So we just turn around. We go back to the border, and uh, uh, I see this little shop that's still open. Um, so we walk in, and I'm so naive. I'm I'm asking uh, the lady, like, where is the hotel where we can wait for a few hours? Or maybe there is a taxi that w we can sit in the car, you know, just for a couple hours. Um, and she looks at me with these big eyes like, there is nothing here. Uh, and, yeah. and then she says, well, wait on this stool over here and I'll go outside and, and try to look for something for you, which is a bit odd if you think about it. It's half past midnight. Um, yeah. But, you know, that that's what she did. And five minutes later, she comes back with a woman and she says, well, do you need to sp spare some time in the car? You, you can s s stay in my car. And I'm like, okay, well, I figured this is what people do there, right? It's kind <laughs> right, of like yeah. Uber, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Um, well, not really. Uh, you know, we... We get to her car, there's her husband there, and, you know, we they turn uh, on some cartoons for Nelson. It's warm, very kind, uh, very friendly people. And, you know, about half or an hour later, um, no, about half hour later, she tells me, well, you know, this is what happened. Me and my husband, we took a shower, we went to bed, we were laying in bed, falling asleep, and then he suddenly tells me, hey, I feel like we should go to the border and help Ukrainians. And it's not wow. like a thing that they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have jobs the next day. They live in a, in a village nearby. Uh, it was a, a, an effort, a drive, and getting up in the middle of the night for them. And they just got there, and they were just waiting, you know. And, like, God sent them there for me so that me and Nelson, we just don't freeze, you yeah. know, because... Right. God knew that it's not going to take an hour for Yana to get through. It's going to take seven hours. Um, so it wasn't until seven in the morning that we kind of reunited. 
um, and she had her own difficulties. You know, we forgot the title for our car. Oh. She's not the owner. I'm the owner. I'm not there. And it's sort of illegal to get out of the car without the title and the photos won't work for them. And they didn't care that it were three women and a war in Ukraine. And, you know, the Moldovian representatives walked over and said, we are fine. It's not mm. a problem. You can let mm -hmm. her through. But Ukrainian guards, you know, were that way, which was odd. But anyways, you know, she, she made it through. We reunited. Um, just unbelievable, uh, you know, that, that it all happened. But, you know, then there is my brother. And my brother um, didn't do what I did. Um, he said that he is going to appeal to the clause in the law that said the males who have three or more kids and are a single provider in the household mm. can be let out. Well, guess what? The, the guards have uh, their own sort of rules at the border. Sure. They didn't care. Yep. They yep. didn't want to let him out. And so we're texting and he's calling me and, you know, he's crying. He's like, they're not letting me out. I, I don't know what to do. And my mother-in-law has this brilliant idea. She says, wait for a shift change. Maybe when the new guards come in, you know, they're not all stressed and, you know, yeah. um, uh, all, all that. Maybe they will uh, let you through. And so he waited at 8 a.m. There was a shift change and he got through. How no about problem. that? Wow. And so, you know, we went to a hotel in Moldova. We just slept through the day. Uh, we were waking up a lot. We were like every sirens, every sort of move you hear, you're just like it. it, it you, you think it's the planes, it's the tanks, it's the shooting. It's like it just follows you. And that's mm -hmm. only after 24 hours sort of, 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 of the war experience, you know. Uh, no, actually, 48 hours by now, yeah. right? So after two days, and I can't imagine what, what my friends go through right now after almost two months. Um, and so, you know, we spent the night there, and then the next morning we went, you know, headed for Romania. But, you know, this couple that uh, has uh, met us at the border, you know, they kind of, we developed this relationship very good people and I left my car with them because I knew that we we're gonna be flying to the States and I don't have anywhere to leave it um, you know my brother and his family they headed toward Hungary where uh, his friends found a house for him mm -hmm. where they can stay they were there for a few weeks then they headed for Germany um, and uh, but you know this couple they came now this sort of a, a checkpoint for a couple of groups of our friends that kind of um, that we paved the way for and, and they that followed in our footsteps uh, so that that's kind of fun they stayed with them and you know then one of the couples took the car and are now using it in Romania where they live and so that's kind of fun but yeah that's that's how, how it it's was. amazing it's all full of miracles and and you do want to go back right and so you're kind of waiting and praying, yes. I'm sure. And yes. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to be here for as long as my company needs me to be here, sort of, and until things get stable. But, yeah, of course, you know, my, my house and 
my friends and parents, uh, my business, my team, everything is there. Uh, so we just need to, um, you know, wait until it becomes safe. And you know, the uh, you know the rest of my life, I sort of foresee that it's going to be the the dominating theme for me is going to be the restoration of Ukraine, um, and you know, doing everything to get our country back up, you know, as as fast as we can. And I believe that we will. Uh, and we will be stronger uh, and and better uh, through all of this. I think one thing that's come across loud and clear uh, is the bravery of the Ukrainian people. Um, uh, we feel pretty uh, weak over here when we watch the Ukrainians uh, deal with Russia. And uh, we don't know anything about President Zelensky politically, but we, you know, I, I not, I'll never forget the day I woke up and he's walking around getting coffee in the middle of Kiev with his uh, with his guides to show everybody he's not afraid. Mm. And I thought, well, that's a good leader there. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you're all kind of adopting that same mindset. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's amazing, you know, how he is uh, leading the country through it. He is definitely rallying the people together, um, uniting us, you know, and uh, uh, showing a great example of, perseverance, strength, uh, bravery, and uh, not being afraid, uh, sort of. And, uh, you know, the whole country is just uh, amazed with his leadership. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we follow in his footsteps. It's definitely inspiring for Ukrainians as much as for uh, Americans and and the rest of the world. Um, And, uh, you know, um, I I feel very proud for uh, Mm -hmm. my nation. I've never been as proud to be Ukrainian as uh, I am now in my yeah. life, sort of. Yeah, you well, know? you should be. Uh, how can we pray? There are a lot of people listening right now. How can we pray for you, for your family and for you? Uh, I think people listening now have gotten to know you, and they're going to want to pray. How mm-hmm. can they do that? Um, you know, the, uh, I, I think that, you know, just uh, pray for um, God's wisdom, for us uh, so that we can, you know, clearly see, uh, hear his voice and guidance and leadership. There are many different opportunities here and directions and sort of things that we can do. At the same time, you know, there's a lot of that heaviness that kind of uh, gets on the way sometimes of, of being productive and but you know it so it's it's the clarity and, and wisdom to to see and do what he wants us to do here okay and how we can best serve Ukraine and our teams um, by being here in the US so that's number one number two is uh, for you know f- for the love and peace within the fam- family you know so that through all of this we only get stronger and closer mm-hmm. to each other and to God and so that you know there is no you know sort of bitterness or pain or unforgiveness yeah. rooted in our hearts that would kind of cause issues years later and so that's in terms of my family, in terms of uh, Ukraine and, and my business and my team and the people that we know. It's for uh, obviously peace in Ukraine, for, um, uh, f- for the evil to be stopped and conquered, um, and uh, for Ukrainians to, to not lose um, kind of this um, strength 
and and um, desire to to re remain strong and win. So those. Those are very good, and I would I would add, you know, pray for world leaders uh, that are trying to grapple with how to help Ukraine. It's way more complicated than it looks like uh, when you go to these uh, big geopolitical things. Mm -hmm. You had a verse that you were um, that you put on a piece of paper that you uh, showed me. What verse yeah. is that that's important to you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's you know, oftentimes we, um, in my experience, I, I read a scripture and I see how this is a promise that I can kind of hang on to when the time uh, gets tough. And uh, this time around, it was a very different experience for me. This verse was sent to me by my friend Colin, who was telling me that I should get out of Ukraine the night yeah. before, and I didn't listen to him. Um, he sent this verse to me as we were fleeing uh, Ukraine, and but I... Obviously, I didn't check any social media and messages, I, but I only saw it after I kind of made it uh, out of Ukraine. And, you know, it just, it was so comforting and it just broke me because God has done for me what is written here. So it wasn't something I was relying on. It was like God showed me that this is exactly what he did uh, for me. So this is Isaiah 43, 2. And it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. And, you know, when I read it, I, I just cried. You know, I felt like this is exactly what I went through. And God has been, you know, 100% faithful and uh, by far greater than I could even well, you've been a huge blessing to us, and thank you for sharing your story. We will be praying, and uh, you've you've really, I think, shown us what it means to walk through a walk through the fire and keep your eyes on God. So, thank you so much. Thank you, and uh, I'm glad you listened today. That's what we do here, and we'll catch you next time on Life Support. Life Support is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Thanks for listening to this Life Support podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of Life Support.